This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. This is Sport Today, your weekday sports news podcast that puts you ahead of the game. I'm Sam Ferris. And I'm Martin Gabor. It's Tuesday the 17th of August. In your Sport Today, Todai Kefu fights for his life. Andrew Fafita is put into a coma. Eddie Betts retires. And Roger Federer might have played his last match. This is your Sport Today. We start today with the news that former Wallaby Todai Kefu is in a serious condition in hospital after thieves entered his Brisbane home and attacked him and his family in the early hours of Monday morning. Kefu underwent surgery for stab wounds to his stomach and what police are calling a burglary gone wrong. Yes, Sam. So police are alleging three teenage boys who had earlier stolen a car. They broke into Kefu's house at around 3am armed with knives, an axe and a machete. Now, Kefu and three members of his family were then stabbed as they tried to break up the burglary. The injuries have been described as violent and brutal by police, with Kefu's wife, son and his daughter also suffering serious stab wounds. One of the thieves, a 15-year-old boy, was stopped by Kefu's neighbours, while another one, around the same age, was caught by police at a nearby hospital. The third boy got away but is being asked to turn himself in. Kefu is considered a Wallabies great. He played 60 tests and was part of the 1999 World Cup winning side. He was operated on at Princess Alexandra Hospital, with his wife expected to have surgery today. Yeah, despite Kefu being a well-known public figure, the police don't believe it was a targeted attack. The 15-year-old boy who was caught by Kefu's neighbours has been hit with 11 charges with four counts of attempted murder. He has been denied bail. Police are continuing their investigation and urge witnesses to come forward with any information. Switching to Rugby League, where Cronulla forward Andrew Fafita is in an induced coma after he suffered a throat injury during the Sharks' 16-14 loss to Newcastle on Sunday. Yeah, the club put out a statement on Monday night, Sam, saying that Fafita was in a stable condition and that he would have surgery later today. Fafita fractured his larynx. Now, that's the cartilage at the front of the throat that protects your vocal cords and your airway. He did that against the Knights and was able to play on for a little bit, but after the match, he had trouble breathing breathing and swallowing. Paramedics looked after him at the ground before he was taken to the Royal Brisbane and Women's Hospital. That's where he was put in an induced coma to help with his breathing. Now, the NRL is looking at several tackles just to work out if foul play contributed to the injury at all. Yeah, and that's something that usually would have been resolved by now, but it's taking a bit longer because there weren't as many cameras at the ground in Redcliffe, which doesn't usually host NRL matches. The Sharks have the option of signing a lone player for this week's game against the West Tigers, given they'll be missing a number of front row forwards because of injury and suspension. For a second week in a row, Carlton will bid farewell to a club legend. Last weekend, it was Mark Murphy. This Saturday, it's Eddie Betts, who will retire after playing his 350th AFL game. So some players go four years without kicking a goal. He won the goal of the year four times. So it's little wonder the tributes have already started to come in. Nat Five called him an icon. Phil Davis said the goat. And Max Gorn says he misses Eddie already. Now, Betts told everyone on Instagram on Monday night that his 17th season would be his last. He thanked his two clubs, that'd be the Blues and the Adelaide Crows, the coaches, staff, players and their families, and of course, all the fans. He said, and here's the quote, 
I hope at some point in my career, I was able to put a smile on your face. If I did, I'm happy and my work here is done. He is one of only three players to have kicked 300 goals for two clubs. The other two would be Lance Franklin and Tony Lockett. He's a three-time All-Australian, and as we said earlier, he won the Goal of the Year award four times. While he'll be remembered for his talents on the field, Betts, an Aboriginal man, has been vocal in speaking out about racism in the sport. Just last week, after his old Crows teammate Taylor Walker said a racial slur about an Indigenous opponent, Betts said he was hurt and asked everybody in the country to start having conversations and calling out racism. His final match will be on Saturday night against the GWS Giants at Marvel Stadium from 7 40 p.m. Tennis fans, actually all sports fans, might have seen the last of Roger Federer on a tennis court. Federer revealed on Instagram he will be out for many months as he gets a third surgery on his right knee, but he's holding on to a glimmer of hope, as he calls it, that he can make a comeback. Yeah, but Federer says he is being realistic and that he knows that it is going to be tough to come back at the age of 40. He said he's been advised by doctors to have surgery now if he wants to be able to run in the medium and long term. So with his health the main priority, he is going to get it done. As you said, Fez, this will be Federer's third surgery on his right knee, having had two operations in 2020. His last match was at Wimbledon, where he lost in the quarterfinals, and it means if Federer's career ended today, he would finish as a 20-time Grand Slam champion, equal with Rafael Nadal and Novak Djokovic. Federer holds the record for the most consecutive weeks as world number one at 237, and has the record for most ATP Tour wins with 103. That's That's why he's widely regarded as the best men's tennis player ever. One current player who thinks Federer is the GOAT, the greatest of all time, is Australia's Nick Kyrgios. He commented on Federer's Instagram post saying, get better GOAT. Argentine tennis player one, Martin Del Potro, said, all the best amigo. And Aussie actor Hugh Jackman even left a note hoping for a speedy recovery. Today's trivia question Who beat Federer at this year's Wimbledon? If it is Federer's last match, this could be a handy piece of trivia for a long time. All right, it's been a fairly bleak shop to this point, so here's something slightly more cheerful. Gabs, you know very well that there's no rest for the wicked, but it turns out there's no rest for the wickedly good either. Less than two weeks after his fourth place at the Olympics, Australia's Peter Bowl was back at it, and he's done even better. (laughs) I'm breathless just thinking about running 800 metres, and here he is doing it almost every day. While most athletes are relaxing after the Olympics, Bowl returned to competition where he won the 800 metres final at a race meet in Poland. He was 0.43 of a second faster than his time in the Tokyo final after he'd set national records in the heat and the semi-final earlier in Japan. Bowl was in front at the final turn and was fast enough to outlast his rivals who tried to get past him on the outside, winning by 21 hundredths of a second. Now, the man who finished ahead of Bowl to take the bronze in Tokyo, Poland's Patrick Derbeck, he finished eighth this time around, so the Aussie got his revenge. After the race, Bowl tweeted a pic of him with his trophy and said, decided to stay hungry post-Tokyo. In spite of his hunger, he did not try and eat that trophy, unlike the Japanese mayor who bit an Olympic gold medal last week. Maybe he thought it was one of those chocolates wrapped in that gold foil gabs. If it works for Homer Simpson, it works for all of us, Sam. (laughs) 
There was more success for Australians overseas with women's cyclist Chloe Hosking winning the fourth and final stage of the Ladies Tour of Norway. Hosking is a former Commonwealth Games gold medalist but has had a tough 2021 after she tested positive for COVID-19 in April. She certainly has, Sam, and even though she said she only had mild symptoms, she was told to rest and it almost wiped out her whole racing season. Now, the Ladies Tour of Norway was her first race since March and she'd finished fourth fifth and then sixth in the same stage in Norway before she got the win yesterday. After the race, she spoke about the sprint at the end, saying to herself, screw it, I'm just going to go and take up all the road and hope no one can come past me. You know what? Nobody did. Hosking said she felt alone while she was recovering with COVID, but she wasn't alone celebrating the victory after the race, which was her 38th professional win. Time for catch. This is the stuff that caught our eye on what's coming up. And in the past 24 hours, there's been two test matches that have come down to the wire. The West Indies beat Pakistan by just one wicket yesterday, while this morning, India beat England in the last hour at Lords. What are your gabs? Plenty happening in cricket, Sam. But for me, it's Naomi Osaka, who has announced she will donate all her prize money from her next tennis tournament to help earthquake victims in Haiti. Now, Osaka's dad is from Haiti, and she tweeted... I know our ancestors' blood is strong, we'll keep rising. The tournament in Cincinnati started today with the winner set to get just over $255,000. Nice one, Gabs. The answer to today's trivia question, who beat Roger Federer in the quarters of Wimbledon this year? That would be Poland's Upe Ugac, who beat Federer in straight sets. All right, that's it for us today on Sport Today. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll catch you again tomorrow.